With the beginning of the new year, on this episode of A Dose of Politics, we will look back at some of the biggest news stories of 2020. Welcome back to A Dose of Politics. As always, I'm your host, Japarl. Today's episode will be a little different because we're not going to talk about what has happened since the last episode. Instead, we're going to do a recap of the biggest news series of 2020. What you're about to hear is part of a YouTube video that went up on my YouTube channel yesterday. So if you want to check that out, there will be a link to that in the show notes. Hope you enjoy. First, let's talk about January. Only a few days into the year, tensions between the U.S. and Iran dramatically increased with the U.S. assassination of a top Iranian general, Qasem Soleimani, on January 3rd. This was a very consequential decision by the Trump administration. A few days later, Iran retaliated by firing, firing missiles at an American military base in Iraq. Another large event that happened in January was President Trump's impeachment trial. It feels like it was so long ago, but it was in January. A quick refresher. President Trump was impeached for asking Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to investigate Hunter Biden's business ties in Ukraine. The reason why this is significant is because Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's son, who is the current president-elect, who in July of 2019, which is when Trump asked for this favor, it was only known that Biden would be running in the 2020 presidential race, and it was likely that he would win the Democratic nomination. The specific articles impeachment against Trump were abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, as during the investigation of the House of Representatives, he refused to cooperate. By the way, I'm not going to bore you with the specifics of how impeachment works. It's far too complicated. Anyways, Trump impeachment trial happened in January, and the Senate voted to acquit him on both charges in early February. Moving on, in February, election season started with the first Democratic primary in Iowa, which Pete Buttigieg won. The final results of the election were delayed by six days after voting had ended, as there was a recount in 55 precincts. What is interesting is that Buttigieg won the state by only three delegates. For March, since the largest story was COVID, I'll just give you a few milestones slash updates. On March 11th, the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a pandemic. On March 19th, every coronavirus case was outside of China, and on the 24th of March, 100,000 people had recovered from COVID. Next, let's talk about April. While this is definitely not the largest news story of April, I just had to include it. So, back in April, there was speculation that Kim Jong-un was dead or in a vegetative state which, for those of you who don't know, is when you're basically in a coma, but it sometimes looks like you're awake. Let's get back to Kim Jong-un. Speculation arose after he was not seen in public for, I believe, multiple weeks and was missing from the celebration of his grandfather's birthday. For context, him missing this event was significant as North Korea is basically a monarchy, which means the position supreme ruler is passed down from generation to generation. Kim Jong-un's grandfather was the first ruler of North Korea. 
For me, I definitely think that the largest story was George Floyd's death and the riots that resulted from this event. Probably everybody has heard about this story, but if you have not, here is a quick summary. On May the 25th, an African-American man named George Floyd was killed in the custody of the Minneapolis Police Department. A store owner called the police, alleging that Floyd had paid using counterfeit money. Once the police arrived, the situation quickly escalated, and the police officer ended up kneeling on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes, killing him. Just to mention, there's a debate whether this was the only reason for his death, or if there were some other causes, but that is beside the point. Well, of course, this was a tragedy. I do think that it is important to also talk about the riots that followed. Same night in Minneapolis, the police station was burned. Important, there were, I believe, 90 consecutive days of riots, which rioters poured lasers into police officers' eyes and were thrown bricks at them. And that was not even the worst thing that happened. In Seattle, for about a month, from early June to early July, rioters literally took over part of the city, declaring it an independent country, naming it the Capitol Hill Tumult and son Chaz for short. Later, renaming it the Capitol Hill Organist Cortes, also known as CHOP. Next, on June 6, Joe Biden won the Democratic nomination. This story is pretty self-explanatory, and I do not really have anything to add. Pretty large story in July was that the U.S. ordered the Chinese consulate in Houston to close. While this in itself was not a large story, I choose to include it here because this was a representation of the rising tensions between the U.S. and China, and at the time, President Trump threatened to close more consulates. Some more specifics about the story. On July 23rd, as I mentioned before, the Chinese consulate in Houston was ordered to close. The two public reasons that were given was that China is seeing U.S. and European intellectual property and that China is committing espionage. Two Chinese citizens were charged for hacking American research labs that are focusing on the coronavirus. In August, probably one of the largest stories was the massive explosion that happened in Beirut, Lebanon. A quick refresher. On August 4th, in the port of Beirut, there was a massive explosion killing 135 people, injuring 5,000 and dozens of people missing. The explosion was so big that it sent shockwaves up to 10 kilometers away. While under normal circumstances, this would be bad enough, as Lebanon, quite frankly, doesn't have the best economy, this year, with the economic hardships that are being felt around the world, made it even worse. Also, if I remember correctly, Lebanon's prime minister resigned over this. Another big story of August was the Belarusian presidential election of August 29th. Incumbent President Anklan Koshenko officially won 80% of the vote, but there is almost no question that the election was rigged. He has been in power for 26 years. He's actually the first and only president of Belarus. His opponent in this election was Svetlana Tikhonovskaya. She announced that she was running on May the 29th, taking her husband's place after he was arrested. She officially won 10% of the votes, but allegations of widespread voter fraud were immediately made public. This included Tikhonovskaya filing a formal complaint to the Central Election Committee. And then September happened. This year, the October surprise happened early. For those who don't know, the October surprise is a theory that every October of an election year, 
a large news story happens which favors one party or another. This year, it was a Supreme Court vacancy. In 2018, for the midterms, it was a mining caravan. And in 2016, it was Hillary Clinton's emails. Okay, let's get back on track. As I mentioned before, this year's October surprise was a Supreme Court vacancy with the death of Justice Ruth Gader Ginsburg on September 18th. Well, obviously, this was always be a large story this year, the story was exasperated by the fact that the Jesse died less than two months before the presidential election. There was also a large debate if President Trump should nominate a replacement for RGB before the election or if he should wait to see who wins the election. Larger story of October is connected to what happened in September. My pick is confirmation of the Amy Coney Barrett to Supreme Court on October 27th. ECB was nominated by President Trump on September 26, only nine days after the death of Ruth Gader Ginsburg. Confirmation hearing started on October 12th, lasting four days. The Judicial Committee voted to confirm on October 22nd, 12-0, as the Democratic members of the committee decided to boycott the vote. The full Senate voted to confirm on October 26, 52-48, with only one Republican Senator voting with Democrats. While writing the script for this video, November was a no-brainer. Basically, the only thing that we talked about in November was the U.S. election. For those of you who have been living under a rock, on November 3rd, the U.S. held its presidential election. The Republican candidate was incumbent President Donald Trump, and the Democratic candidate was former Vice President under Barack Obama, Joe Biden. A few days later, the media projected Biden as a winner, but there was a large debate over if voter fraud could have changed the outcome of the election. Electoral College voted to certify Biden's win on December 14th. And at last, we have come to glorious, not so glorious, month of December. We actually finished there with some good news. The vaccine against the coronavirus was approved. Millions of people have already been vaccinated which is an amazing scientific achievement. And in some way, it really is a miracle. Just think about it. We went from discovering this virus to having a vaccine for it in around a year, which once again is a huge scientific achievement. Now the focus is who should get the vaccine first, making sure that the most vulnerable individuals in our society can get it as quickly as possible. This has been a dose of politics. See you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts.